witchy friends, and welcome to episode number nine of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. And thank you for joining me today. I know that I'm putting this out a day later. I have been pretty good sticking to a Wednesday schedule, but obviously today is Thursday and it's going out today because I have just chosen to take some time and relax a little bit, rest a little bit, not put pressure on myself to get things done. Um, So that is why it's a day late. So I apologize, but it is what was right for me in the moment. And I'm excited to chat with you today. I'm going to talk about grimoires versus books of shadows and what goes in each a little bit of the history behind them. But before I get into that, I want to share with you what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So if you've been watching my Instagram feed or catching any of my lives, you probably have a good idea of what I'm going to say. And what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy is simply being, not doing a whole lot Um, But just being, being more present, being more mindful, being more in the moment Um, and not letting my thoughts get away with me and not feeling like I'm constantly having to get something done. I, as you know, I am kind of an anxious person at times, a lot of times, and you know, I think part of that is me always doing something and I've always been this way. I've been go, go, go my entire life. I remember growing up, my dad even used to comment like, Jenny, you never sit still. You're always out and about. You're always doing this, doing that. I always have struggled to just sit down and still my mind and watch a TV show or sit down for a couple of hours even and watch a movie or two movies. And, you know, I've seen a lot of friends and family throughout my life who they can literally sit down and binge watch a whole series for a whole weekend. Like just do nothing but sit and watch TV and or just sit and read a book all weekend. And I'm kind of jealous, a little bit jealous. I know that sounds kind of silly. Jealous of that because that just has never been part of me. Like that ability to just sit still for long periods of time, especially. But I'm finding as I'm getting older and um, as I've just been growing, I I feel the need to rest more and how that will help me with self-care. And even if rest is watching TV for a couple of hours, which maybe isn't the best thing to do, sometimes my body just needs that. I don't need to be constantly go, go, going on all the time. And, you know, this, this last new moon cycle or the new moon cycle that just, you know, started a couple days ago, I decided that I wasn't going to set any big intentions this moon cycle. I wasn't going to try to manifest anything except for rest and just to just be. So I decided to, you know, not do a formal ritual. I did take a bath. I didn't do a ritual bath. I just took a bath to relax. I put on the new Taylor Swift album, which is 
actually really making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. I was never a fan of Taylor Swift. I never listened to her earlier albums, but when she released Folklore, I was like, okay, let's hear what everybody's talking about. Um, and she's totally a witch. <laughs> Just listening to her, I really think so. But anyway, getting back on track, I'm trying, I am trying to just be a little bit more. And, you know, my my practice, my morning rituals do include some mindful movement and meditation. And although I've been meditating for many years, I still struggle to keep my mind still. You know, I have that monkey mind going all over the place. But I also have put pressure on myself to try to be still. And so I'm trying to lift that pressure that I've put on myself, that pressure to do things a certain way or the pressure to get things done. And, you know, it's been freeing these last couple of days. I have a lot of fire in my chart, you know, a lot of go, go, going, a lot of passion, activity, creativity. Um, So like I said, it is hard for me to sit still. But I am working on it. And so, you know, one thing that I've been doing, because I just want to, not that I not that I have to get anything done, but what I've been doing is going through my some of my old books and through some of my old decks. And I'm rediscovering these great witchy reads that I forgot that I had. I found a deck, the Witchlings deck that I, I got years ago. I don't know, I think it came out like 2013, maybe 2014, 15, I'm not sure. But I'm rediscovering these things because I'm not constantly doing or working or hitting a deadline. I'm just enjoying and I'm doing kind of what I want to do, what I want to do. Um, And don't get me wrong, I still have things that I have to accomplish. Yule is coming up on Monday, I'm making a big meal for Yule. So I have things planned out for that. But I have taken the steps to I'm closing my Comfy Cozy Apothecary until the new year. So that will close tomorrow. And so I have no pressure to work and get that done. I've decided to take a break from the manuscript I'm currently working on with my agent that I've been editing for a while. I need to step away from that. I need to take a break from that. Um, I have my Fit Witch Challenge. You know, the next challenge starts on Yule on Monday. So I still have work to do when it comes to that. So yes, I I do have to go and do things for my witchy business, but it's all those the all the in-between moments where I always feel like I have to be doing something. In those moments, I've chosen to just kind of let things be. So it was really nice yesterday we got snow and I talked about that. We ended up having about a foot. We were supposed to have a little bit more, but we had a foot. And instead of you know, cleaning the house, because yes, there's cleaning to be done. I thought, I'm just going to sit on the couch. I'm going to sit on the couch with my son, and we're going to watch Scooby-Doo. And I did that. And I know that sounds silly, but that was difficult for me. I sat for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. We just sat there and watched Scooby-Doo. And I got into it. I was mindful of the show. I was laughing. I remembered how much I liked that show from when I was a kid. I wasn't thinking about the dishwasher needing unloaded. I wasn't thinking about the laundry that I had to fold. I wasn't multitasking. I wasn't watching it while also folding laundry or cooking. I was just sitting there watching the show with my son, just being. And it was so nice. And so today... I woke up to the snow and it's a winter wonderland out here. It is beautiful in Pennsylvania. 
And I had nothing on my agenda. Like there is nothing that I needed to get done. I didn't want to force myself. So I just let the day kind of come as it was. And I did a small morning ritual. I made my coffee. I watched a little bit of Animal Crossing. My son was playing Animal Crossing. So it was nice to just relax and watch him play. I did do a little workout because that makes me feel good. I like to get my workouts in. But if I wasn't feeling it, I didn't. I wasn't going to do it but I wanted to. So I did my workout. And then my son asked if I wanted to come play in the snow. So we played in the snow for two hours. We went down the hill. um, We went sledding and just had fun playing in the snow like a kid. And I mentioned, I think the other week, how we forget to just be kids sometimes. So I, I let go this week of doing, and I have just been being because you know as i'm sure you've heard before we are human beings we are not human doings that need to be doing something all the time we are human beings and it's important to remember that to be still to be grounded sometime and just let yourself be i know i've been saying be a lot but it's it's true and i am working on this this is something i've been working on for quite some time And that is part of, you know, some shadow work that I need to do. Why do I feel the need to be going all the time? What makes me uncomfortable to sit in stillness, to sit in silence? When did this all begin? Why, you know, why? Like, so there are a lot of questions that I will eventually dig into, but I'm not forcing it at this time. So that all said, just being still um, and and taking things for what they are, that is what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and a little bit witchy. Okay, and on to our main topic, which is grimoires and books of shadows. And I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I think I can. I say that, but that's what I say on my lives too. Like, oh, I'll only be on for like 10 minutes and then I end up keep talking and none of you can tell me to stop talking right now. So sorry about that if you kind of zone out a little bit, but I will. I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. Uh, I want to talk, there isn't much history I want to talk about. I mean, I have a little bit of history with the grimoire, uh, but I want to talk about the differences between a grimoire and a book of shadows because there have been a number of you who have reached out to me through social media or even emailed, direct messaged me, or some of you even ask on my lives. I've had a number of people ask when I'm doing a live the difference between the two. And so if you haven't heard those explanations, I want to share that with you today. So The biggest difference, or not even difference, I'm just going to quickly tell you what a grimoire is, what a book of shadows is. So a grimoire is essentially a book, a reference book of magic. It's short and sweet. It is a reference book. And that's the key word, reference, a book that you can refer to over and over again that has information about magic information about correspondences, of herbs, of crystals, of moon phases. It's a book that if somebody else were to pick up, you might be okay with it because it's not too personal in nature. If somebody else were to see your grimoire or your family's grimoire, they're just getting a reference book, a reference book of information of witchy, witchy information or magical information. Whereas a book of shadows... A book of shadows is your 
personal experiences with magic. So your book of shadows is more of a a magical diary, so to speak, where you might include what magical workings you're doing, what spells you've performed, what dreams you have had in the interpretations, uh, rituals that you have done. So things that are more personal to you. So a book of shadows, that is something that you hold, I would think, closer to your heart, closer to your practice that you don't want to share with a lot of people. I know that's how I am. My my book of shadows is more like my journal. It's my personal journal. I've had a few over the years and I can talk about them a little bit later. Whereas um, my grimoire, which is a work in progress, just as my book of shadows, is a compilation of things I have gathered over the years and it will serve as a reference book. Our family grimoire, which my mother has, <laughs> is the reference book from um, folk magic, from folk magic that my ancestors have done and and passed down. So she has that. And eventually I'll probably be given that book. Um, And that was one that was like printed and actually published as a grimoire. So those are the, those are, that's the main difference. Book of Shadows is personal to you. Grimoire is reference. And you know, there is, I don't know exactly where they began. I could research that a little bit further. Um, there's a really great book called The History of Magic Books by Owen Davies. And he really focuses on grimoires and where they they came from, where they originated. And even he, who has done this scholarly research, <laughs> still doesn't know exactly where that word came from. Um, He says at first, you know, it could be a Latin word, um, but he does say, you know, grimoire from his research have always been books of magic, always. Um, And that they may have derived from a Latin word, rimario, and then it was turned into like a French word. So it could have derived from the French word grammaire. And I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I'm sorry for my mispronunciation, uh, which actually referred to a work written in Latin. So it could have started as a Latin word, then was picked up in France. Um, and then the manuscripts, you know, these grimoires using that word circulated in Latin manuscripts and um, were published in French as well. But there, there's just a lot of questioning about where grimoire, even Book of Shadows, started because it was only in the 19th century with the educated resurgence of interest in the occult and things that are witchy that grimoire was entered into general English use. So that word grimoire wasn't used until, you know, they even say the 19th century. So we're looking at the 1800s, even though it may have been around in Latin and in French way before then. Books of Shadows, like the the word Book of Shadows too, that didn't, that wasn't heard of until much later as well, even later than the 19th century um, when you were introduced to even like Wiccan Book of Shadows. And then you, people started to see more of that Book of Shadows used in pop culture. And then I've also seen the words kind of used interchangeably as well. And I'm sure I've used them interchangeably before and not even caught myself, you know, saying Book of Shadows versus Grimoire, Grimoire Grimoire versus Book of Shadows, because there are a lot of people too that it is all one thing for them. They have all of their personal 
workings with magic and they have all of their research and reference points in one book. So it could be called a book of shadows and a grimoire. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit about differentiating the two, a little bit of history between the two as well. And I want to chat a little bit about what you can put in these books. If you're just starting out with your grimoire or your book of shadows, I want to talk about some things that you can can put in them. And these are topics. And again, remember, grimoire is the reference book and book of shadows is what is personal to you. So all of these topics could go in either book, but it just depends how detailed you go into and how personal you make them, depending on which one you place those in. And again, I just want to say too, when it comes to magic and your own witchcraft and your own practice, do not take what I'm saying, like this is the end all be all, this is how it has to be done. Not at all. Like you can put whatever you want in your book of shadows or grimoire or your journal or your diary, and you can call it whatever you want. (laughs) But I'm just giving you like this nice overview of these things. So anyway, some topics. These are some really great topics to go in your um, grimoire. And I'll start with grimoire because these are reference, reference topics. So the moon phases, the moon phases, that would be in just the general information about the eight moon phases and what they mean, what they represent. Again, reference crystals. So you might have a section on crystals, their properties, their uses. Um, this would go in a grimoire. Of course, if you want to talk about how you personally resonate with crystals in their uses, that might go in your book of shadows when you're working with those crystals through any magical workings. Um, another grimoire topic would be candles, candle colors, and what the colors represent and what colors in general represent. Also, the days of the weeks and the months and what they represent and the seasons, what they represent, the Sabbaths, all of these things would be good for a grimoire. Essential oils, properties of essential oils, uses, that's a really nice reference place to go for those things. Uh, plants and herbs, same thing. Magical properties and medicinal properties of plants and herbs. You might also have general spells So general items that you would put in a love spell or a prosperity spell or abundance um, or a protection spell, just some general ingredients or general spells, nothing specific to you and your magic. Okay, so again, I'm talking about grimoires. Any recipes or tinctures, like how to, how to create a tincture, how to create, you know, some sort of recipe, magical recipe. Creating sigils, how you can do that, that would be a nice reference to put in your grimoire. But then again, if you are creating your own personal sigils, that might go in your Book of Shadows. Tarot cards um, and just general meanings of cards or oracle decks, not necessarily your personal readings for a grimoire, but um, just what tarot means in general, the history of tarot. Uh, You might have... Details about the zodiac, um, some astrology details. You may include deities that you that you are interested in, or um, just information about deities in general and their correspondences. Magical tools. This is a great thing to go in a reference book in a grimoire as well. Magical tools and 
where you would find tools perhaps and what you would use them for. Any definitions, any good reference book (laughs) has definitions when we think of like encyclopedias and we think of, um, what can I think? Dictionaries. (laughs) Dictionary, I've taught, I taught English for how many years and I couldn't come up with the word dictionary. So definitions of words, magical words you're unfamiliar with, this would be a great reference um, place to put them. I I think I said the Sabbaths, animals. So animals and meanings behind animals. Any general rituals, not specific rituals to you, but general rituals, the elements and what they correspond to. So looking at the, the four elements plus spirit and their correspondences. Uh, runes, you might draw the runes and explain what they mean. A little bit of history, the elder Futhark and then the younger Futhark and even witches runes. Um, You could have a section on divination, the different types of divination and divination tools. Chakras might be a section in your grimoire. And then you might have general, you know, witchy things like casting, casting circles, like a general how-to, how to cast a circle, how to make moon water. Again, these ingredients. So all of these items are items that can be referenced that you would have in a grimoire that you can always go back to. Like, oh man, wait, what What are the correspondences of air? Oh yeah, you can go back into the book of, Sh- or the um, grimoire to find out what those are. So now let's talk about book of shadows. So you could have the same topics in your book of shadows, but it's how you personally have interacted or used magic when it comes to those topics. So I mentioned first moon phases. In your book of shadows, you might journal every day about the phase of the moon and then how that is relating to you in that current cycle. So in my book of shadows, so this is my personal book of shadows, I put the moon phase every day. Um, That's the first thing I write. After the date, I write the date. Then I write the phase that the moon is in. And then I might write down any rituals I have done that day in that moon phase and outcomes of those rituals. So again, that is personal to me. That is personal to my practice. It is not general information that would go in my grimoire as a reference point. That is specific magical workings that I have done that go in my book of shadows. So when it comes to the crystals or the candles, I might jot down what crystals I've used for a specific ritual, what candles I've used, what oils I've anointed candles in to do a specific ritual for me. That would go in my book of shadows. Um, And again, any spells and rituals that I have completed and the outcome and journaling, you know, almost like a diary, journaling the outcome of these spells. If I've done a spell over the course of half a year or even just a month or a moon cycle, I would keep record in my book of shadows how that work is going. Have I been able to let go of what I wanted to let go? Have I been able to set those intentions and manifest what I wanted to manifest? I would write down that personal information in my book of shadows. Uh, Sigils that I have used in particular instances, I would write down how I have used them and how they have um, connected to my magic in my book of shadows. When it comes to tarot, so again, in my grimoire, maybe I have the general information about tarot, the meanings, the major arcana, the minor arcana, but in my book of shadows, I would keep track of my personal readings. 
So in my book of shadows, I keep a daily draw. Sometimes I draw more for clarification, but I keep my daily pool in my book of shadows every day. So I have my moon phase, I have my grateful list, I have my daily tarot or oracle card pool that is personal to me. And then I have my thoughts regarding that pool and how it it um, syncs with my life or doesn't at that time. Again, that's personal in nature. So that goes in my book of shadows. Uh, na- like your natal chart and how um, and what, how, you know, how you've read and interpreted your natal chart. That might go in your book of shadows. Uh, I'm trying to think anything else. Sabbaths, how you personally have celebrated Sabbaths. That might go in your book of shadows as well. Uh, doing divination or ancestor work or shadow work that is personal to you. Again, that will go in your book of shadows. But maybe the how-to. How, how-to would go in the grimoire. So I hope this, this makes sense. This is clarifying some things. I do want to say, though, remember, it's okay if your book of shadows and grimoire are the same thing. And it's okay if you call it your journal or you call it your diary. I'm just giving specifics, the differences, and I'm just speaking from my personal experience and from how I keep my books, but everybody keeps them differently. And, you know, I I know a lot of witches who keep multiple, (laughs) keep multiple books of shadows for different topics. So I have a friend who has a book of shadows just for her tarot readings, and then another book of shadows for her work with the moon, and then another book of shadows just for spells and rituals. So there are multiple books of shadows that she has. I have, yes, I have my moon phases that I keep track of in one book of shadows or journal, call it what you wish. Um, But then I have my big book of shadows that I work with every day that I write down my rituals in, I write down my personal thoughts. If I'm, if I do any readings with a friend or a medium, I write the information down there. If I do my ancestor work, that's where it goes. And, and my book of shadows is a journal, essentially. It is my diary. It is a journal of my magical workings. It is something I don't show people. I won't show people because that is my magic that's personal to me. My grimoire, however, <laughs> that is a hot mess. I'm going to tell you right now, right now, it has pieces all over the place. I'm currently compiling all of my reference pieces into one big grimoire because I want to make a nice looking, aesthetically pleasing grimoire that I can reference and come back to and maybe hand down to my son one day. So my grimoire, as I said, it has all of those reference pieces. And like I said, (laughs) some things are on my phone right now. Some things are written down. Some I have in, you know, a notebook and I'm going to compile it into a larger grimoire. So over the years, I have kept a book of shadows personally. I have I have a book of shadows and I am just starting to piece together my grimoire because that's just the way I, that's the way I work in my practice. I'm, I'm piecing it together. Now we do have a family grimoire that came from the folk, you know, magical folk healing, the Brokkarai that my mother has. And when she visits, I'm like, hey, bring that book, <laughs> bring the, bring the book, bring the book. She knows what I'm talking about. Bring the book. And we've done, we've done work together. Um, we've created charms from that grimoire, grimoire following um, like the ingredients for different spells and charms and, and so forth. And one day, you know, I'll get that book, which is really cool. Uh, <clears throat> um, excuse me. And I don't know how my how she's interacted with it, actually. I don't know if she's written things in the margins. I don't know if she's annotated it. I'm not really sure. 
But that's kind of neat that that reference book will become that she'll be giving it to me. So setting so let so I think we understand the difference. And here I am. See, I told you, oh, this will be short and sweet. And then I just keep talking. (laughs) So hopefully you're still listening. If you, so when you're setting up, when you're setting up a book of shadows or you're setting up a grimoire, it's, it's completely up to you how you want to set it up, what type of journal you want to use. I will say with a book of shadows, that's your personal journal. And I know me personally, I'm not making that fluffy and pretty and beautiful. I am jotting down things a lot of the time, what is popping into my head intuitively. So I'm scribbling things, I'm quickly writing it down. It's like a diary. Um, My handwriting is not perfect. It's sloppy. I have things crossed out. If a spell isn't working, or let's say I originally wanted to anoint a candle in frankincense oil, but I ended up going with cinnamon, let's just say, I will like scratch it out and write what I did instead. So my book of shadows is not beautiful. And yours doesn't have to be as well. However, if you are a person who wants it to be perfect, that is fine too. You can make it look really nice. Um, But my book of shadows have always been in a notebook style. Like it has a, a leather, oh gosh, how do I describe it? It's a leather wrap book with a whole bunch of pages inside of it. It's a beautiful book, but it has all my like chicken scratch handwriting inside of it. So, and then you could use, you really could use anything for your book of shadows. You could use a notebook and decorate it how you want, or just a a notebook in general, and just keep your, keep your um, magical workings written down. A grimoire, because it is more of a reference um, piece that people will go back to over and over and over again. I know there are a lot of witches who like to make their grimoire look really pretty and um, will take time compiling the information and then putting it into that one place. And that's what I'm in the middle of doing right now. I have all these bits and pieces everywhere that I want to compile into a grimoire that looks aesthetically pleasing, that's really pretty, that I can go back you know, over the years and say, oh, what it, what's the correspondence here? I can flip to my herbs and I have it like grouped by sections. So for a grimoire, I know a lot of people will actually use like three ring binders, um, pages that they can easily take out and move around to different places because the grimoire is something that you are probably constantly going to be adding to as you learn more and more and more because I think all of you are understanding, even if you've practiced for a while like I have, that you can never learn enough. Like there is always so much to learn when it comes to witchcraft um, and you're never done learning. So the grimoire, I think, should be something that you can always add to. And you could have separate grimoires, of course. But I like the loose leaf idea because then you can kind of move things around. So again, I just want to reiterate, none of this that I am saying nothing is a hard and fast rule. This is just what I have come to learn over the years, what I've come to experience over the years, what I know of the words grimoire and book of shadows and what I've talked about with other witchy friends um, and what their differences are and what their similarities are. And your book of shadows isn't going to look like the person next to you. Your grimoire is not going to look the same either. Um, because every practice is its own practice. So again, I am not the authority figure on these things. I'm just chatting about my personal experience and my own personal knowledge. 
but you can make these things what you wish to make them. So I hope that that cleared some things up and that I have answered sufficiently many of your questions um, about the difference between grimoires and books of shadows. And if you're, you know, you're creating a grimoire or you want to share a page, you know, nothing too personal in nature from your book of shadows, I'd love to see it. Like I post about it. Um, I'd like to see what you put in yours. You might do something different that I can get an idea and I can get inspired by. So thank you for listening to that 23 minutes about grimoires and book of shadows. Not short and sweet, I guess, as much as I thought. So let's go into the card pull for the episode. All right, so this week I'm actually going to use that Witchlings deck that I talked about earlier. As I said, I've been going through old books and old decks that I have and reacquainting myself with them. And one of those is the Witchlings deck. It is, um, it's just a really whimsical oracle deck of, I think it's like 40, 45, maybe little witchlings. And they have little animals on the cards and they're all different colors. It's in the, it's watercolor illustration. It's just really whimsical and pretty. So I'm going to grab from this deck today. Okay, so, oh, and this is funny because I just pulled this one the other night whenever I was reacquainting myself, is Happiness by Violet, the Witchling Violet. So I love this deck because all of the Witchlings have a name. So this is Happiness, and Violet's recipe for happiness won't necessarily work for you, it says. To find your own, take an honest look at who you are and what you do. I love that. Thriving in the adventurous creativity of the spirit, happiness is an overall state of being. Happiness isn't found. Happiness is made, created from the internal workings of the mind. Happiness is a journey toward self-love. Treat yourself well and live moment to moment with a peaceful heart, maintaining a healthy relationship with yourself. Pave the way to a life happiness by doing what carries the most meaning to you and what brings you the most contentment. And I love, I love that. Again, you can hear that it is a very whimsical, uplifting happy deck. This is not a deck that I am going to use if I want to do some shadow work. <laughs> um, the cards are abundance and aura and beauty and happiness, but I thought it was just a really nice uplifting deck for right now. And I like it too because there are spells that go along with each of the cards. So I think this one has, let me see, one, two, three, four... There are four spells that just go along with this card for happiness. If you want to bring in happiness, if you want to spread happiness um, and joy, what's this one? Basil Bliss. And then, oh, there's incantations. Like it's really, it's a really cute little deck. But happiness is the card of the week. So I hope that that brings you just a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of happiness. So I want to say thank you for joining me again. I can't believe that it's episode nine already. I feel like I just started the podcast and I'm loving it. I, I say this every week. I know it's a broken record, but I'm, I'm truly enjoying this. I love sharing knowledge. Um, and I was so nervous to start this podcast, but your outpouring of just support and encouragement 
keeps me going. Truly, it does. And, you know, I get messages from some of you and emails that I love responding to and love hearing your feedback. So I truly thank you. And I want to talk quickly about some people who have left reviews. So I want to thank a couple of you out there. So there have been three more reviews since last week. So thank you. First, Kate, Remedy and Rule. Um, she, she had lovely words to say. So thank you so much, Kate. Um, Lala. 672209, thank you for your comments um, and thank you for your kind words about Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast. Um, and Ookie Bookie Mama, which I love the name Bookie. I'm guessing you're bookish. You like your books. Um, thank you for your kind words and remarks as well. They're really sweet and I truly appreciate them. And I did have a couple more reviews as well, or ratings. So thank you all for the five-star ratings. I really appreciate it. It makes me smile anytime that I, I see that somebody has commented or rated or started following the podcast. So if you want to know how you can support me, just keep listening. Um, if you feel inclined and you're liking what I'm doing here, please rate review, follow on Apple Podcasts, or if you're on another podcast platform, if you can leave comments, you know, the more ratings and reviews and followers, the more the fancy little algorithms like my podcast, and they'll send it out to other people who might want to hear my words and hear what I have to say. So please, if you want to support that, you can can do that. You can also support me through my Comfy Cozy Apothecary I do have a shop, but I am actually shuttering it tomorrow through the holiday because I want to take some time away and spend time with my family and spend time on some self-care and just being, as I said at the beginning of the episode. And then you can also support me just by checking out my other business, which is the Fit Witch Challenge. And the next challenge begins on Yule, actually, on Monday, on the winter solstice. So it's, you know, challenges for witchy wellness. And if that's something you would like to do, want to get more balance in your your life and in your practice and in your witchcraft, then just check it out, fitwitchchallenge.com, or you can check it out at fit underscore witch underscore challenge on Instagram. And speaking of Instagram, that's where you can find me. I'm I'm on there. I do a live. That's right. I can announce this now. I go live every Friday now at two o'clock Eastern time. So New York time, two in the afternoon. I do tea. I sip on tea and just chat. So if you ever want to catch me live, you can do that on Fridays at two o'clock and tomorrow is Friday. So you can catch me tomorrow at two in the afternoon and pour yourself a cup of tea and join me or coffee or water or whatever you want to drink and join me as I just talk about witchy things or life in general. And then you can also always email me at comfycozywitch at gmail.com if you want to get in contact with me. So that is it. Um, Thank you again for tuning in. And until next week, oh, and now that I think about it, next week is winter solstice is Yule. So I hope you have a blessed Yule. And until then, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.